What is up, people? You are listening into New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. This is a massive show we're doing today. We got plenty of breaking news happening on this show. Big news regarding the future of DC. This is also our Black Adam review special. So we're going to be trying to combine a lot of stories in here, a lot of uh, analysis and commentary on marvel on black adam on dc a lot of stuff happening man so really excited to get this show i don't want to waste any more time we're going to get right to the good stuff joining me are my co are my co-hosts first starting with shamari stewart sham pretty pretty locked slate we have here loaded slate rather we have here what are you looking forward to talking about the most yeah yeah i mean i mean locked and loaded yeah we got this is this is um this is going to be a pretty big show um, I would say, uh, I mean, honestly, for me, it's gotta be Black Adam. Mm. You know, I mean, we all saw Black Adam. We all have our, our opinions, um, about Black Adam. I, we've been talking about Black Adam for years. We finally got out to see it. Um, you know, I, I, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be a spoiler discussion regarding Black Adam. So if you yes, have not seen is. Black Adam. You know, you may want to, you know, just listen to the first part of the show, and then once we, once we, t- say the words "Black Adam," you may want to, you may want to just uh, check out the rest of it later. But, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, shout out to Sham for making that, uh, adding that that thing in there that this is a spoiler review for Black Adam that will happen towards the the second half of this show. So we'll spend the first half on just the news before we talk about black adam so that's a a, you know so that's a a warning to you guys that first you know part of the show definitely non-spoilery but um but yeah once we get to the black adam stuff it's gonna be a full spoiler discussion on that film joining me is also my other co-host kendall stewart kendall always good to have you here as always what are you looking forward to talking about uh well first of all ej shout out to you for uh making your uh your on-air hosting debut at WFAN this weekend. That was yes. awesome to listen yes. to. Yes, shout out, shout out uh, to you here for that. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to give you a shout out there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I was going to tell you to get the round of applause uh, <laughs> queued up. But I was like, I don't want to wanna spoil it. But, yeah, no. Um, but, but yeah, no, in terms of this show, I mean, this show is jam-packed, man. I mean, DC, Marvel, honestly, this felt like, and we'll talk about it, but we, mm. ultimately, like, we've got Black Adam releasing this week, all this news surrounding that, DC, uh, Marvel. I think the timing of all this is not coincidental, that all mm. this news happened this week on both fronts. Mm. Because you've got DC wanting to make a statement coming off all this Marvel news that we've been talking about the last month or two, uh, making a statement with this movie and a shift clearly in their trajectory that we'll be talking about. And then you've got Marvel, I think, wanting to, you know, wanting to wanting to pop some steam out of Warner Brothers' bubble, for lack of a better term, uh, with some with some big drops of their own. Who won the Who won the week? I don't know. I think it's both of them kind of jockeying for position. I would almost argue DC is the one that made the bigger headlines. Um, but you know, we'll again we'll talk about it all. Uh, but then we've also got the week's not over. You know, we've got Black Panthers here this week. So, I mean, it's hard for me to say DC's won it if, you know, we come out of, you know, this week saying, you know, people with people saying Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is, you know, the greatest comic movie ever or whatever. So, 
Um, the week is not over, but like I said, clearly it is a huge week. I did mention, uh, I talked to Shamari off air about it, and I, I talked to our dad about it off air a little bit as well. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the Black Panther premiere coming out this early. I was going to say uh, that this feels like an early. I was going to say this feels like an early date, right? Oh, for sure, because the movie's not coming out for a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah and, November yeah, right. 11th is the is the is the release date, and it's this is this uh this premiere is on October 26th, which is tomorrow. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so it could be today, depending on who you're listening to, or it could have may already happened. But yeah, yeah. It's definitely early. And, and you know, I get why Marvel's doing it from a business model standpoint of they're they're probably confident in their movie and they want to get the get the critic you know response out there early. Um, but I just think in today's day and age of, of, of leaks, um, I think it's probably best to, if they, I would have preferred that they held on to it as long as possible, unless they feel like there's, yeah, there's going to be stuff in this movie that can be spoiled, but it's not like, this isn't, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, where it's like, you know, close your eyes, you know, for, for two weeks, close your eyes and ears for two weeks if you haven't seen this movie, um, so, uh, you know, that's the only caveat, but with all the questions going into it about what's going to happen with T'Challa, what's going to happen with who's the next Black Panther, what's going to happen with Namor, Ironheart, potentially Doom, all this all this yeah. conversation, I would have liked all these secrets around the movie. I would have liked that I wouldn't have to spend two weeks because in today's day and age with leaks, you know, once 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 someone's seen it, everyone's everyone it's always going to get out. So, yeah, that 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 part is frustrating. Yeah, I saw someone. I, I forgot who it was. Um, I want to say it was Charles Murphy, but it may not have been. But somebody was like, "Who wants to place a bet on who's going to be the first person or outlet to uh, yes, to spoil Black Panther?" Charles Murphy. <laughs> yeah, it was Charles Murphy. And, and yeah, spoil spoil the movie and still get invited back. They still get invited back to premieres because we've seen several figures and several outlets spoil movies and reviews and tweets and still be allowed to go to these same kind of events and and watch new stuff again. Yeah, three weeks seems a lot. Like it feels this one feels like an old school release date, like a premiere date. Like I feel like back in the day, uh, maybe early Marvel or even just previous to Marvel, just watching movies and premieres happening. You know, three four weeks before, like that seemed more normal. Maybe because we weren't in such an age where spoilers was so um, prevalent, and people wanting to want honestly wanting to spoil, wanting to tell people what they saw. That wasn't as big a deal, and I just I just think there was a better code of honor. I think. So, like, this wasn't abnormal maybe 15 years ago or 20 years ago for sure. It definitely feels abnormal now. Definitely feels abnormal now. When I saw this week that there was a Black Panther uh, premiere, I, like, got confused. I was like, wait a minute. Like, this movie, like, out way sooner than I think. Like, I I knew I had kind of in my head of when the movie was coming out, but that seemed like such an early date. And then, sure, lo and behold, no. Yeah, we're talking about three weeks out and when they're going to be doing a premiere. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Of course, there are spoilers. We will not be telling you them on the show um, until the movie actually comes out and we watch it. I know we'll be, you know, avoiding the Internet as much as we can for the next three weeks so that we don't get spoiled. And I saw some of the stuff happening today, honestly. And I don't even know how because the, the, the premiere hasn't happened, but people are trying to leak things now and say stuff now already. I'm like, this says, the movie hasn't even come out yet. and People are trying to do stuff. So, so definitely be careful out there if you're on the Internet. Because this premiere is happening this week, definitely going to be some info out there. So if you're trying to just come into it with a completely clean slate, I would advise you to maybe mute Black Panther on Twitter, which is something I do a lot. I mute certain words and terms. A lot of things you can do. Maybe avoid YouTube. But um, but yeah, just a, a word to the wise. 
uh, from us here at New Generation Media. Let's get to these stories this week. So we got to begin with this breaking news. I wish I had a, I should have prepared for that. I should have had like a breaking news alarm or something because this is a story that literally is dropping. So just a quick story, and I'm not going to make this long story, I promise. But I was, I was, I watched Black Adam today. Like I'm reviewing this show, reviewing this movie the same day I watched Black Adam. I didn't get to watch Black Adam this weekend in part because of what those guys mentioned about me hosting my first show on WFAN New York. Shout out to, of course, my my job, WFAN New York and CBS Sports Radio. And thank you guys for those kind words. I do really appreciate it. Um, but because of the, uh, my my kind of crazy weekend, I just could not fit in a Black Adam viewing. It was just not possible. So that's why the podcast got delayed by a day and, and my viewing got delayed a little bit. I didn't get to watch it till today. So I literally, like the movie ended and then I checked my phone. And that's when I saw the stuff about James Gunn and Peter Saffron. So let's get to that story right here. Because I was pretty stunned when I saw it. So Warner Brothers Discovery announces that the Super Scott Squad director, James Gunn, and longtime movie producer Peter Saffron have been announced as co-CEOs and chairmen to oversee development of all DC films and television shows. This move means Gunn's time with Marvel is over as soon as he's done with all the Guardians of the Galaxy post-production stuff, as his four-year deal with Warner is an exclusive one. According to Deadline, there was word that Saffron was in line to take the job, but that he did not want to do it alone without a creative face, which is where James Gunn came into the picture. As part of this new arrangement, Gunn will be in charge of creative, while Saffron will focus on the business and production side. Sources tell Highwood Reporter that Todd Phillips' Joker sequel will not fall under Gunn and Saffron's purview, while it's right now unclear under whose purview Matt Reeves' The Batman sequel and budding universe will be developed under. So some clarity, but still some confusion with where things are going. As of right now, though, the big announcement is James Gunn and Peter Saffron's show in terms of moving forward with DC Studios, which is now the new name of the DC arm of Warner Brothers Discovery. They all these 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 two gentlemen will be reporting directly under uh, David Zaslav himself, the CEO of Warner Discovery. So, Shamari, I'll toss it to you first. Now that we know who will be leading DC Studios moving forward, are you excited about this new studio's direction? Um, overall, I say yeah. Um, so, so it's it's interesting because. You know, James Gunn has been in such a, uh, for some, a controversial figure because, of course, he had his his scandals uh, in the past with past things that he has said that were either funny or not funny, depending on how you how you viewed them. Um, you know, he's had his movies that have been largely largely been successful. So, I mean, I I think. So, so of course, and I don't know what the process was when it comes to when it comes to picking this person. James Gunn is not the first person I would have looked towards to to lead DC. And according, and I, and according yeah. to reporting, in the court reporting, he wasn't. Apparently, he, yeah, well, him, and yeah, Saffron yeah. were actually uh, consulting. They were consulting Zaslav on who he should find, which is where uh, David Lynn came into the picture because I guess they had referred him to to Zaslav, and it was during that process of. I guess as I'll be impressed with these guys, uh, you know, ability to consult him that he decided to offer them the job. Hmm. Well, so. So, yeah, I, I overall, I'd say I think it is positive. 
um, in the sense that I've enjoyed all of the comic book, um, comic book movies, the, you know, comic book TV show content that James Gunn has has created and been involved in. Um, you know, I, I think he improved, or he, you know, his adaptation of Guardians of the, of the Galaxy has been great. It, it got me much more invested in that team. His adaptation of the Suicide Squad. I thought was great and got me more invested in that team as well. Um, now, the one thing that I would say some people may have may have some more caution is that his stuff is very comedic. Just it's just it just is what it is. Now, that's not to say that I don't. I, I'm sure he'll. I would I would tend to think that he would understand that. Of course, there's a place for more serious stories in the DC universe. Um, but I also don't want, whereas some people thought DC was too serious, I don't want it to just go flip-flop and just now it's just a, you know, now it's just a joke, basically. You know, where it's just joke after joke after joke and everything kind of has a punchline. And, and I don't think that's where this will go, but I could see that fear just based on what we've seen from Gunn's content so far. Um, overall, I think this is a good thing. I don't think that James Gunn will... I don't think that he'll just totally just make DC into into just just to look like his stuff. I I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's I think he will having seen what Kevin Feige has done, try to be more of a curator and more of like a like a uh like a CEO, like someone that's just putting people in, in places. Yeah. And is it is it so um, like he is, they're bringing him in as a creative, but he is, I, I, I think that he will give people creative freedom and just kind of try to orchestrate something that's more cohesive. That's mm. what I think. Mm. That That's just, that's just my hunch. That's what I would think. Um, and, and I think he, I think he's a good person to do that because he knows comic book, comic book stuff. He's a fan. He, he knows how to make comedic content. He knows how to make, you know, a, a decent action. I haven't seen anything too incredible from him yet, but decent yeah. action. And he's familiar with the industry, familiar with. I mean, I would. I mean, industry, so, I would yeah. say the Suicide Squad has some pretty great action for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah, you know, no, I, 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 think, think, I think I think he did a really good job. Yeah, of I think if you go back and watch that movie, I feel like you know, I would agree. Like nothing in Guardians or Peacemaker, I would say, like or like I'd say, it's great action. But I, I think the Suicide Squad maybe would be my. My pushback today. I think that that was pretty. That was close to great. That was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I definitely wouldn't argue argue against that. Uh, Kendall, I think Shamari makes an interesting point about you know I think the may perhaps the, the concern that some may have with Gunn's hiring here is that we we know Gunn likes to promote a lot of humor in his work. We saw it in Guardians. We saw it in the Suicide Squad. We saw it in Peacemaker, and a lot of DC fans, quite frankly, enjoy the concept of DC being alternative to Marvel, where you know Marvel does have a lot of lighthearted humor in their stuff. That DC kind of, at least, especially when Zack Snyder was kind of the whatever you call him, head honcho, whatever. Um, they they kind of were an alternative to that. Do you express any concerns about Gunn perhaps coming in and and, and kind of pump forward with humor rather than? necessarily what dc needs which is 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 just really a, a cohesive vision a cohesive direction and where they're going because when 
people who watch Peacemaker when like there being there are these fans that lost their minds with the whole Aquaman bit in Peacemaker. And I, I'm thinking about those people <laughs> now hearing that James Gunn is leading DC. I mean, I'm sure those people are in the ICU right now. Like, I, I, do you think that that is a that is a fair place to, for them to think, or do you think that that's unfair? You think Gunn will be able to kind of be objective and kind of curating people's visions outside of just his own vision of what he likes to do? Man, I, you know, it it's so hard for me to say, like. You know, I I don't know what James Gunn the the movie executive looks like. It's kind of like predicting the guy who's a coach how he's going to be as a GM. You know, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I know how what he is as a coach. I know what he is as a director. Um, and you know, yes, he has a very specific style to the movies that we've seen so far of him. Um, movies that he's directed. Uh. You know he, you know he did the the Brightburn superhero Superman horror movie uh, a couple years ago. Um, you know I didn't see it, but I don't know. I don't think that was as comedic as um, I don't think that was as comedic as you know Peacemaker, for example. So, um, you know I'm sure he's got range, a, a degree of range, but you know I think what. It's interesting about this. I mean, first of all, look, I agree with Shamari. Uh, he definitely would not have been, um, definitely would not have been my choice uh, to 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 run DC. Would have been one of my first options, but um, but at the same, but at the same time, like they were running out of they were running out of options. Zaslav was running out of time, mm-hmm. and it seemed like he he had decided that. Uh, like Boris Kitt framed it as they're gonna instead of going for a Marvel Studios like structure, they want more of a Pixar like structure where you've got you know these these director led creatives you know running the running the ship and it being a little more loose and you know Peter Doctor uh, is running Pixar and whenever you see their uh, presentations at uh, you know at Disney events. They always seem it always seems a lot more laid back and a lot less serious than than the Marvel or a lot less buttoned up rather than the Marvel and Star Wars um, Marvel Lucasfilm rather, uh, you know, presentation. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I to me. It, it's a little weird. It, it feels it, I don't know. It doesn't feel big like if it, 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 it feels like you had to settle, you know, it's just like it's like that guy. It's like that. You're going after, um, you know, you're, you're going after the, you're going big game hunting. You're trying to get Kevin Feige and you're trying to get this one and you end up getting, uh, you know, a guy who's never done this job. Uh, it's unproven. Um, he's got a, a, a good track record of, of movies. He's got a good track record uh, on something like Peacemaker. I mean, it's two DC properties. Peacemaker was unanimously excellent. I think most people like Suicide Squad. Um, and then Guardians, obviously, Guardians 1 was great. You know, and Guardians 2, most people liked it to a degree. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know if, like, this is the name that's going to, like, that's going to break the internet in the, really? in the sense of, like, just get the, get, just get all this excitement is what I, is what I'll say. You know, just because the fit, 
is is weird. Because again, like Shamari said, this guy. I mean, now I mean he's he's over it all, you know. And so when you have that figure, I think typically you'd want to have that figure be a little bit more. I don't know what you. I don't even balanced in just their style, not so. Not so. I don't want to say one note because again, I you know James Gunn's got you know you don't get to this level being one note, but not being so viewed as this person that is just comedic or and I don't think he's Taika Waititi. You know, obviously, even if you watch the Guardians movies, they're they lean comedic, but they're not they're not you know uh, comedy movies. I wouldn't say. Um, so it's like I don't know. I just feel like Gunn such a specific person whereas like a name that would that would i think people would feel more comfortable with is like if they said like oh we're bringing in like the russo brothers you know, like it's just more generic you know nothing like mm-hmm. you know ryan coogler again like a name that's like somebody who's just not he's not doing he's not doing you don't look at this and be like, oh yeah that's 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 the ryan coogler you know like you feel like there's a range and a type different types of movies that this guy could do um we see it in Star Wars with Dave Filoni being that guy, you know, rather than like if, if Taika Waititi was was running Star Wars, people were like, well, now we know what Star Wars movies are going to look like. Um, so that that's the one part that scares me about this. But um, but and then real quick, the other thing is we don't know what James Gunn is like as an executive. And, you know, obviously they bring in Peter Saffron as well to handle some of that other. All the other and I think, shows, yeah, like, and that's and yeah, that's I think that's the plan is, is to Peter maybe to perhaps do a lot of that, right? Um, yeah. but you know, the last time they had a structure like this, it it didn't go well, you know, or you know, you had Johns and you know, Toby Emmerich and all these different mm-hmm. people, yeah. um, John Berg, like <laughs> you mentioned, Snyder, like all these different figures, Hamada, like. Yeah. It didn't go well. So ideally, you would have loved for them to have. And I don't know. Again, I'm rambling, but it just feels like there's that one. Like, it it just it's like you couldn't get Kevin Feige. So you ended up with like B minus version. I'm not saying James Gunn is the B minus version of Kevin Feige, but it's just not what they wanted. It's just something completely different that you can sort of get behind. But you're not going to get behind it the same way. There's just no comparison at that point. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know. I, I think I, I I see James Gunn as a as a big name. I think that this news has definitely been big. I think it's made headlines for sure. Like I I, I think that Gunn, you know, there's controversy that that's involved because of not necessarily necessarily controversy involved with this hiring, but just like he's he's been he's had he's been through controversy. Rather, what I'm trying to say. So people definitely know who he is. Um, I think that for the most part, he is a well-liked filmmaker because of the Guardian movies, um, p- particularly. So I felt like when this movie came out, like it was a big deal. Like people really were were talking a lot about it. Like, yo, this is crazy. Um, James Gunn is leaving Marvel uh, to 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 go and do this stuff with DC and to be the head of DC essentially. Was Was there anybody that was that sad about him leaving Marvel? I've not seen one person that was sad. I'm not sad about him leaving Marvel. I'll be honest, because uh, I feel like I feel like Marvel yeah. is in a position where I mean, you got you guys know how I felt about Thor: Love and Thunder, and um, I feel like Guardians. 
I feel like Guardians Two might be one of like those Marvel movies. You know, how there are movies, some movies where like they age great, and like we watch them the first time. Like maybe we watch, we didn't give them enough credit, and then you look back on it, and you're like, "Well, that was a really good movie." Like I feel like Thor One is like that. Like I feel like Guardians Two is like one of like those for like the opposite. I feel like Guardians Two is like at the time we probably all thought it was really good, but like if I sat down and watched it today, I I I don't think I'd enjoy it nearly as much. And a lot of that because it's like un it's unapologetically James Gunn and sometimes that's a problem like sometimes again like I, that's been one of my main issues with I, I don't think he has sometimes been a good enough filter for the comedic side I think he's we've seen him filter the heck out of uh Ryan Coogler and what he wants to do with Black Panther but I, I think when it comes to comedy I feel like he kind of allows like Taika and James kind of do what they want and sometimes movies that could be better and more buttoned up with plot had they had more reins on them aren't and then we get Thor Love and Thunder and we get movies like Guardians uh Volume Two. So yeah, I don't hear anyone in surprise I don't hear anyone excited, like, you know, upset that he's leaving because I think that we've all kind of you know, I think we all want to see him kind of complete the Guardians trilogy, but then once that's done, I don't think there's really much interest beyond that. I think for me though look, I, I think that this is a, a pretty I think that in terms of making headlines and kind of instilling some confidence that okay like, you, you have a big vision. You're getting somebody who knows what they're doing in terms of, like, knowing the source material. Like, I think that's a win for DC. Because I absolutely feel like someone like one... Peter Saffron's been producing DC movies now for, like, the last two or three years anyway. So he's been in the fold. So he's not just, like, somebody who's coming in completely out of nowhere. So, and the last... the, the this, this little recent era of DC movies have actually been pretty decent. So, okay, he's now a co-CEO. I'm cool with that. He's got a lot of experience in terms of being a producer and, and being a kind of executive type, not executive per se, but kind of that side of the, the business side of movies. Like, he, he can do that, so that's fine. And then Gunn is someone who we, we know has a very deep knowledge of, like, the DC lore. Like, we saw that with how he utilized all those D-less and Z-less characters in The Suicide Squad and put forth a movie that was way more entertaining and way more fun and way more enjoyable than... Uh, the other guy, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now, who did the first Suicide Squad movie, who got a bunch David of A-list Ayer. characters. Yeah, David Ayer, who got to use Joker, you know? Like, so, so Gunn, I feel confident that Gunn knows the source material, knows the characters, and he'll have a lot of respect for that. Um, I think for me, where maybe the, the my biggest issue isn't even, like, the comedic thing. Like, it's, it's something I think about, but... I'm going to have some hope that James Gunn is not going to just come in and just think that I, everything needs to be Peacemaker. I just think he's a smarter filmmaker than that. My hope, my only concern, though, is when I hear the lines of, well, okay, the Joker stuff is still on its own, and we don't know what the Batman stuff is anymore. And then I think I read another article saying, like, there still wasn't even a clear thing of whether or not, like, a combined universe is even happening still. Like, we still don't know any of those things. And I don't know. I feel like in a statement that Warner was going to make to announce that that should have been, we should have known those things very clear. Like Kendall pointing out that this sounds a lot like what we had with that, you know, Berg and Jeff Johns fiasco. Like it, it does, honestly, it does. You, you know, you combine some executives, combine some creatives, and go let people do what they want. The way these articles on this story have been kind of been shaped, it kind of sounds like the same thing. Like, I don't see this much of a difference there. Now, it's just got announced. Um, 
I assume these deals were cut very recently. So I'm I'm not going to say, oh, you know, like, so perhaps they're going to figure that out, but, or maybe they want to kind of make these announcements kind of in, in a certain way. Like maybe they don't want to, maybe they do have creative things that they want to roll out, but it might not make sense to roll it out in this announcement. But I just think to me like that, that still remains DC's biggest issue is this weird connected, not connected kind of thing. And they don't really seem to be sure where they want to stand in terms of like standing their ground on like what exactly they're trying to do. And the fact that like we have, we, you announce you, first of all, the early reporting with Zaslav's search was that he was looking for something to do something akin to what Marvel's doing. And then the first reporting on this hiring is telling me something different, telling me it's Pixar, telling me that it very well could still be creatives kind of doing their own thing. And the whole article we had last week where all these creatives were doing their own stuff and these articles I'm reading today, they still seem to say, I guess, Gun, they say that Gun has to, I guess, meet with these people and see like if they're like still going to be like do this stuff. So they're just, as I think and, there, and, it, there is, there is some, there is some satisfaction and some, some comfort in that. Okay. They have people to lead some direction. Like something is happening finally, but the fact that we still have no idea what that direction is, and there's nothing in this in these articles, nothing in this announcement from Warner that tells me what the what the plan is, it, that worries me a little bit. These are only four year deals. They didn't sign Gunn and Saffron to 10, 15 year deals. They only signed to four year deals. What the hell could you? What's the name said that Zazal said this was a ten year plan they were working on, which yep. I keep telling y'all is cap. Like, it's BS. It didn't make any sense. So you're t- working on a ten year plan with CEOs that are signed for four years. Like it just this thing creates more questions than answers, and that's but, the part and, of it that's hard for me to really fully buy and say, okay, this is great news. I can only say, okay, I'm interested, years, I'm intrigued. Four years in filmmaking feels like a lame duck. It does. It, 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 it is, takes like two, it takes know, two years to make one movie. It, it, it like we'll talk about we'll talk about Black Adam later, but like is the Rock listening to anything James Gunn is telling him to <laughs> tell him to do? Is and, no, right. he's not taking one order from James Gunn. Is and, is Matt Reeves listening to anything James Gunn tells him to do? We already know Todd Phillips is. Yeah, we're he's telling. They already said Todd Phillips doesn't have to listen yeah, to. We now Todd we know Phillips, that already. Todd Phillips, once he heard that, what's Zach Love told him that he's like, I'm not doing this movie if I gotta listen to James Gunn. And they're like, all right, fine. So like that already that cuts weight, but but that's because it's James Gunn. I don't know if that's a name. That's gonna command that much respect. There's gonna be other people that are like, "What? I'm, b- I'm bigger than James Gunn. I don't know why am I listening to this guy." Yeah, I mean, so I, so I agree with you, Kendall. And it's funny, like the Rockies posting about how Black Adam took him 15 years to kind of even get off the ground. Yeah. So it's like you have this four year deal. <laughs> it's like I'm, I, I agree with you, EJ. I'm, I'm not sure what it, we're gonna get in four years from James Gunn and Saffron, but. The one thing is I'll, I'll throw him a little bit of just, I guess, just sympathy in that, you know, like, and like EJ, like you've said several times, he's inheriting a mess. I mean, yeah. we haven't even mentioned Ezra Miller and the Flash and oh everything that's going on with that. I mean, what what am I expecting James Gunn uh, to do about that? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't be honest, I don't expect him to have an answer to that question. But well, then what's scary um, is also the the part that EJ mentioned about, I mean, James Gunn has his own issues with that kind of stuff. And it's, it's like, yeah, yes, 
What is he? I don't you know. know. Is he going to be yeah. like, oh, I don't want to can't. I don't want to cancel. Is he going to be an authority? Right. He's the authority is to tell to tell. You know, I don't know. It's just it's not. It's definitely not like the ideal. And that's not something that he would probably even want to touch with a ten foot pole. So I, so I don't know. He's probably I don't. Know. But <laughs> the CEO was like, I don't want to. I, don't like, I don't think he wants anything to do with that. But like, no, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. No, no, it is not. And yeah, this is just, you know, I, I feel, I do feel, I, I, I would say like, I feel for him in that this is not going to be easy. I don't, I don't even know that he knows what his expectation, what the expectations are that are, that Zaslav is putting on him for four years. Um, you know, I, I, I don't even know if that was made clear. I, you know how these, these, you know, CEO types can be. They just say, "Oh, I want you to get make me make me a new Feige." And it's like, uh, okay, you know, and he's yeah, he throw millions of dollars. Okay, well, I'll do whatever he says because he's giving me ten million. Yeah, right. You know, so now the one thing I, I think is good is that I think you know I've said this several times, of course, on the show. I think DC has made a lot of good good stuff um, lately. You know, I think Aquaman. The next Aquaman movie is probably going to be good. I think the Shazam next Shazam movie has a chance to be very good. Peacemaker might have been the best Peacemaker thing that they made. Was very good. Yeah. Um, uh, Joker two is probably going to be very good. The next Batman is probably going to be very good. There's a lot of good things on the horizon for DC, just in terms of like things that you can build on. It's just a matter of making something cohesive that you know feels like a shared universe. And we'll get more into that later on when we talk about Black Adam as well. In terms of some different things that are happening <laughs> that are adding other monkey wrenches to that. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's it's just the lack of clear cohesion and a clear direction from this announcement is the thing that just still kind of bothers me. And had they done that, like I would probably be more on board. I'm not. I don't. I'm not necessarily like against the idea of James Gunn being the head of creative at DC on in a vacuum, because again, his he's a, a super deep knowledge of DC characters, DC lore, DC canon. So I, I think he's qualified in that regard. I don't have a problem with him on that. You know, I again minor concerns about his comedic view, but I just I would think that he's smart enough to think that he can't just make everything sound and look like Guardians. I just don't think he would do that. My issue, though, is you're you're I mean, you could argue the Batman and the Joker are, are the two most critically acclaimed things DC has. And you're telling me there's a there's a there's a likely scenario at this point. It looks like that those things are still on their own. We already know one of them is. And it sounds very likely that the other one will be as well. Cause I, I just don't I don't know why or how they would do. Robert Pattinson, Batman, with anything else that's going on. So, okay, if you're doing that still, we're still doing this thing where we have movies that exist in worlds that are outside of what the regular canon is, well, then what the hell are we doing? Are we going to get a Batman in this new canon that includes Black Adam and all these people? Are we going to get, uh, you know, a Joker in that same realm? Like, what, like, what does this mean? Like, I don't, I just don't, I feel like, this announcement should have came with this now means X. And it didn't really come with that. It just came with we know the roles that they have, which is good. Okay, James Gunn, lean, correct, creative. That, in a vacuum, I'm totally fine with. But nothing beyond that 
is just it, it kind of left a little bit to be desired for me to really get truly excited. Um, I do want to move on though. Let's talk about um, some other big news we got this week, and that's uh, Marvel releasing its first trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, uh, the third installment in the Ant Man franchise. This movie shows Scott Lang enjoying the status of kind of B list celebrity as people you know thank him for saving the world. He's out on red carpets, but apparently he's still not famous enough for people to remember his name because one of the people. He's in a store. They 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 tell him thank you, Spider Man, <laughs> not knowing that he's Ant Man. So maybe not quite A list Scott Lang, but maybe B list celebrity Scott Lang. But nonetheless, he seems to be enjoying this new life he has as ex con, um, who's now seen as a hero by by everyone in the world because of what he did in Endgame. The things take a turn in this trailer when a contraption created by Cassie Lang sends Scott Hope. Janet, Hank, and Cassie into the quantum realm. There, Janet, who was adamant about Cassie turning it off and was very concerned when she had learned that Cassie had made this uh, this contraption, this device, um, prior to their trip to the quantum realm, warns the group that there are things that she did not tell them, them about her trip being trapped in the quantum realm before they saved her in Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. When uh, we see... When we get there, we see shots of Bill Murray's mysterious villain character that's supposedly in the movie. And then we, of course, we see Kang the Conqueror, played by none other than Jonathan Majors. Majors is first shown in the comic book accurate suit for the first time. And we see him offering quite the proposition for Ant-Man's help. Why does he need Ant-Man's help? I don't know. But it was pretty badass to see Jonathan Majors in the full flesh as Kang the Conqueror for the first time in the MCU. We did see him in the MCU before, but not quite this version of that character. Kendall, did you dig the first trailer? Um, you know, I had a, I had very high expectations for the trailer. There's a lot of hype coming off of uh, coming off of Comic Con D23. Uh, I'd seen and you know, I I'd seen maybe little snippets that had uh somehow surfaced online uh you know just you know randomly uh <laughs> yeah, yeah i did as well totally legally um and you know i i, I wasn't I, I i didn't but i didn't want to you know watch a you know a, a a leaked version or anything like that so i i held off um and so far based off what i've seen i, I thought this was an okay trailer um wouldn't go as far as to say it was a it was a great trailer or anything special. Um, I'm not really sure what this movie is. Based off what I saw, it looked it looked a little all over the place, um, and that's fine. Sometimes you don't want a movie to tell you what the movie's about. Uh, we kind of dealt with that a little bit with Black Adam. We really didn't know what that movie was. Uh, we have a, you know we only knew uh, generally speaking what it was, but this movie. Um, you know, it's in a it's in a weird spot, but um, I mean, it's definitely some interesting you know settings involved. Obviously, with them being in the quantum realm, for it seems like a pretty good part of this movie. Um, it feels it's got that road trip, space trip, adventure kind of feel to it, even though they're not in space necessarily. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it 
there's interesting parts of it, but, uh, you know, wish wish we would have seen. And again, they don't want to show you all of Kang or show you a bunch of stuff of Kang or anything like that. Um, but that feels like the most important part of the movie. Uh, and, you know, again, there's rumors that MODOK will be in this movie. Uh, and I do want to see how that will come to play as well. But, you know, overall, though, I, I'd say this is, about, this is a B trailer. B trailer by Kendall. Okay, Shan, what do you think? Is this a, is this a B trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania? I mean, it's hard to say. It's the first trailer. It's always hard when it's the first trailer. I give it a B plus. I, I, I wouldn't. I would say it's a B trailer. Um, I think that's kind of harsh. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a B trailer. I mean, you got Kang in the trailer. I mean, that alone for me, even, uh, you know, bumps it up from a B. Um, and um, that's what we, that, that's what we got into a B. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's this to me feels a more, a, very much like you know, and I've said this before for other things, but. It feels like a teaser. Yep. You know, it's just teasing. You know, it's just teasing. Okay, we, they're going to the quantum realm. We see kind of sort of what kind of basically what gets them to the quantum realm. And then madness ensues. We don't know exactly what happens. We see a lot of crazy images. Um, and we see Kang. You know, so there's not much. That's kind of just all they wanted to show us. Um, I mean, I can't give it an A because, you know, nothing there was like, you know... Like wow, you know, there weren't any like sequences like that. Right. Um, we saw Kang, but we didn't see him do anything. So you know, you know, it's not like you know that trailer would do with Thanos where you see him rocking a uh, you know Iron Man, oh. I think it was, yeah, or anything like that. You know, like we don't we don't see we don't see him do anything. So I can't I can't give it an A, but I I mean I thought it was pretty cool. I like the other Ant Man movies. I like the Ant Man characters. I like Paul Rudd's Ant Man uh, himself. And um, it looks like Cassie Lang, Cassie Lang is going to be getting involved. She has like her yeah. suit and everything, so it seems to be leading towards her being a hero at some point. Maybe stature. taking part in some kind of other yeah. superhero team, stature, you know. So, so we're gonna, so I, we're getting somewhere that's like going to be very interesting. So I, I definitely got to give it a B plus. You guys know my my uh, criteria for trailers, and my thought process is always. Did watching this trailer, did I feel like, would I be surprised if this movie was underwhelming or bad? Or would I be surprprised if this movie was great? I, I wouldn't go, I definitely wouldn't go that far. This movie could definitely be good. But I also watched this trailer and did not say to myself, oh man, if this movie is bad, I'll just be shocked. You know, like this, with, and with the run that Marvel's been on of like some people feeling like it's been a bit of a malaise, it's been a bit, of, a bit up and yeah. down. You know, watching this trailer, I wasn't like, this is the movie that's going to get Marvel out of this rut. You know, it. I mean, hopefully Kang, if, they, if there's anything about this movie that's going to do it, it's going to be Jonathan Majors, you know, which is, uh, you know, that's a lot of pressure on a villain. Marvel doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have a lot of success with villains, but or a great track record. But that that's that's why I, I said a lot of B. Does anyone does anyone. Did anyone think. It's, it was noticeable that for a movie that technically has dual co-billing and co-stars, Ant-Man and the Wasp, that Hope was like an afterthought in this trailer. 
Complete afterthought. Did anyone pick up on that? You would have thought yeah, to me, I mean, like you would have thought to me, like Cassie Lang was <laughs> second billing in this trailer, or Janet even before Hope would have came into the picture. This is an Ant Man and the Wasp movie. It's not Ant Man. Yeah. And we know the stuff that uh, Evangeline Lilly has been doing since this movie, in between, you know, the last movie and this movie, the all the stuff with the the vaccine and the Canadian truck, you know, protesters or rioters, depending on who you talk to. Um, that I don't think was an accident. Whether you feel about it, it doesn't matter. But I just I, I'm watching this trailer. I'm like. I, I, you forgot she was there. The, you know, the voice is Scott Lang telling the most of the story. Then it's a lot of Cassie Lang talking. Then it's a lot of Janet. And then it's Kang. I don't think Vengey Lily says anything. <laughs> like, like it's, 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 it, it was, it was, it was not weird because I just feel like I don't think Marvel really values that character as much as perhaps the billing suggests. But I also feel like it wasn't an accident that. They weren't deciding, hey, let's lead with Evangeline Lilly so that people can then go and say, wait a minute, what is she out there saying that those truck drivers were right for terrorizing Canada? You know, um, so I just thought that that was that was interesting. I thought the trailer was I thought it was good. Um, I saw some people kind of banging on Marvel again on the CGI stuff. Look, Mar- there, there's been a drop in the CGI at Marvel. It's just it, it's, it's undeniable at this point to me. It's something I, I don't know if they if it's something with the Atlanta studios they're working at where everything just kind of comes out just looking very you know PS3 looking, but like when you we have these movies the like we have these movies like Love and Thunder and this that so rely so heavily on big set pieces. CGI has got to be a little better than this. You know, I saw some people uh, posting Shark Boy. The Shark Boy movie, yeah, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, man, yeah, Lava Girl. Like, there's so many like compare, there's so many comparative shots, and 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 then the quality, quite frankly, of the shots in some of them. You know, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable, and I think you know, I think you'd be remiss to just ignore it and say that this doesn't matter, that this wasn't a thing. It, it did happen. I thought the content of the trailer though was fine. I think I want to kind of. I wish I had an alarm sounder because I want to raise alarms because I know that this movie does have a lot of hype and there is a lot of you know excitement about you know what this means for the future of marvel as we kind of barrel towards eventually secret wars this is an ant-man and the wasp movie and i think that this trailer was a good reminder of that and i'm hoping that we don't kind of do what we did with wandavision and do what we did with um dr strange multiverse of madness where we have these crazy high expectations that are just unreachable and probably unrealistic given how marvel usually treats solo movies that aren't Captain America movies. So I kind of have to be reminded of that and say, okay, let, let me not get crazy about exactly all the crazy theories that I'm hoping may happen. But what I will say is I thought Jonathan Majors looked amazing in his suit. I thought he sounded great as Kang. He definitely seemed like a, a villain that is worthwhile. Like I'm really excited to see him be like the true villain of this next phase or this next phase of marvel movies like i think it's going to be fantastic uh did anyone i think i feel like this trailer in many ways may confirm the theory that we had in loki that that uh you know the tsa and all that stuff was taking place in the quantum realm because this is where we find kang 
and um, the, T- the TSA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> TVA. Oh, TVA, TVA. TVA. Sorry, what's the TSA? Yeah, TSA. Yeah. That's the like that's like the airport one. Yeah, I'm the airport security. Yeah, sorry, the TVA. Sorry. The TVA. I was Thank gonna you, say, I was man, every time I take right. a flight, I'm going to the <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a uh, that that didn't, that didn't make sense. Oh no, but. <laughs> no. Yeah, the TVA yeah, no. and all that stuff. I think that, I think that there's a very good chance that you know, and that that does excite me a little bit because, as I've said before, like one of my biggest things, as much as I really enjoyed the show Loki, is that I feel like Marvel has essentially ignored it. Like this, like feels like okay, like we actually are gonna like deal with like the things that were presented in Loki, even though now that feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, no, and and I feel like, you know, that's gonna be the interesting part about this because it's like. The Jonathan Majors part of it is bizarre, but then also, like, very exciting. But then you're going to have to, like, I I don't know how they're going to handle it in terms of this guy having been in WandaVision. I mean, having been in Loki, playing the same character, but yet playing a different character. Will people understand it? Will they even go down that road, or will will they just... Kind of make I mean, it like a bit that yeah. I mean, people should. Guy time. Yeah, I mean, people should know. I mean, if you didn't watch Loki, then that's on you. But I mean, of course, I don't think it'll be as confusing. As... Viewing, I don't get the sense. I mean, even if you watch Doctor Strange, WandaVision was important, but I don't know if it was. Oh, I disagree uh, with you that. Gotta watch it. No, yeah. I disagree. I think that it was required because th- how many people that we see on Twitter are talking about? Oh, welcome, Wanda. Was so evil or whatever. It was like it was like, yo, you clearly didn't watch one. Well, well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing is that like required in the sense of like, will you fully understand it? No, of course not. And that'll that and that'll be interesting with this. But you know, is it required in that like you can't enjoy the movie? Or it's like watching like you know, I don't even know like like Top Gun, you know, and being like, well, I understand the movie. Will I get everything? You know, so that's that's that that that'll be the that'll be the the thing to watch with with Ant Man is you know will you be able to watch Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, without having seen Loki? And then also, how does this movie then tie into Loki season two, which will be coming out later that summer? And does it tie into Loki season two at all? Because Loki season two, Loki season one ended on a cliffhanger related to King the Conqueror. Was that supposed to tie into Ant Man, or is it going to tie into Loki season two as well? So, so many questions. Um, and again, just in general, how closely will this movie tie into Loki? Because, um, like what you said, EJ is one hundred percent right that the the set pieces and everything that we've seen seems to line up with what we saw from the TVA exactly uh, in Loki. So. Visually speaking, it looks like, you know, the closest comparison that we've seen to Loki uh, in the MCU. So and then you've got the same guy, the same villain from Loki is the villain of this movie playing a different character. Uh, It feels like it's going to have a similar effect for that WandaVision had with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I agree. I definitely think the TVA this seems to point to the TVA being um, in the quantum realm 
Um, I may actually have to watch some Emergency Awesome videos. Shout out to Emergency Awesome, I suppose, because <laughs> he, yeah, he has. Yeah, I watched. I watched some. I watched some. Uh, watch Mojo before we did this pod. Talk about the. They have a good breakdown too. Shout out to Watch Mojo. Yeah, yeah, or Watch Mojo. Um, you know, just to get kind of a good kind of shot breakdown of of what we see at the end of Loki, and then what we see in this trailer. Um, Easter eggs, X Men, Fantastic yeah, Four breakdown. Easter eggs and <laughs> breakdown. Uh, you know, Avatar, The Last of Us, season two. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe top ten. What the F Easter egg? Baby Yoda. Um, <laughs> yeah, the crazy thumbnail. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, this is making me feel like Loki season two is becoming more and more. Like really required viewing, um, depending on how deep they're gonna go with this Kang story, which it seems they're gonna go really deep into it, um, based on Loki season one. Uh, it seems like I don't know how. I mean, it seems like they're really leaning into this. You have to watch these Disney Plus shows to kind of really get the most out of Marvel Studios content. Um, which I don't, I'm not I'm not even opposed to personally because I watch all of it, but I just yeah. think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not opposed to it either. I think that it um, I think it adds to it's like you know um, it's like background material. You know, it just adds context to everything you're seeing, and you know, seeing this version. Like, I'm even looking at a picture of like showing like you know the he who remains character that should have been Loki, and you know he had a big smile on his face, and he had some scruff on his beard, and. You know, his hair is a little, uh, you know, like he didn't pick out his hair as much. You know, he didn't he didn't have like a smooth haircut, you know, but he was definitely a much more fun loving character. And then seeing like these shots of like Kang and it's just like a totally different vibe, like totally different energy. He's got these big lines across his face. I don't know if those are scars or if he did that to himself or what his deal is. But um, but man, like just just totally badass, you know. I'm excited. I'm still excited to see this movie. We have a new the the movie. You know, we, we're seeing the new uh, title screen also for the film. Uh, someone noted that like the recent title, the recent like title cards cards Ooh. look very similar now. Like like Secret Invasion looks like the font looks similar, and Quantum Mania. And then there's like another movie that also kind of has similar font. So uh, oh, I think it was uh, Armor Wars. Like <laughs> all three of them had kind of a similar. Yes look which is interesting i don't know if that's to say that i'm not even mad at it cause my thing is all marvel studios so it's like if, if they are doing something where they want them to be connected or be in the same idea i'm not i'm not necessarily against it but it was something that was definitely noted so yeah we'll continue to keep uh, seeing what happens with this film but it is an, an important movie for marvel because i feel like we need um i feel like i feel like they definitely need a win for sure you know um, they definitely need a big win and we'll see what happens with black panther but then this is the other big opportunity they'll have to really set their mark uh, lastly quickly and we're gonna get to this quickly because we do gotta get to the black Panther uh review but uh marvel also released a trailer for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special which is being of course directed by james gunn who is now leaving marvel to be the ceo of dc studios uh, but this featurette that they released by Marvel is centers around the team looking to cheer up Star-Lord, who is still mourning the loss of Gamora by going on a trip to Earth to find the perfect gift for Peter Quill. So you see uh, Mantis, you see Drax on Earth, partying it up, having a good time in hopes of 
eventually finding something that Peter Quill could love and really kind of cheer him up and get him in the holiday spirit. It leads to a trip to Kevin Bacon's house because, uh, you know, uh, we know Peter Quill talked about how awesome Kevin Bacon is in various different um, movies in the past. And now you have them actually seeing the actual Kevin Bacon playing himself in this film and a very funny scene of them actually showing up at his, uh, you know, Hollywood mansion and trying to get them to come with him. So uh, kind of what you would expect from Guardians content. It's a short trailer. I think it's only about a minute and 20 seconds. Uh, Sham, I know you just watched it right before we did the pod. What do you think of the trailer? I thought it was, uh, honestly, I thought it was great. It looks like the most fun Marvel thing, uh, maybe since Guardians 1. And I haven't seen I Am Sure, That's very fun as well. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, it looks really fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and being added to my holiday list of things that I watch. I'm going to watch this holiday season, you know, along with the Polar Express, which is becoming an annual thing for me. Shout out to the Polar Express. I love that movie. And, you know, of course, many other Christmas movies, Charlie Brown, all the other Christmas specials. This is going to be really good. Um, so I'm kind of liking these Marvel special things. I haven't seen um, the other one, the Halloween one that just, that just came out. Um, but I'm hear, hearing good things about that. So I'm excited for this. This it looks like it's gonna be fun. And there's no expectations, nothing about canon, none of this other stuff. Nothing about oh, I better have good action, it better have a connection. Post credit scene. But where's the post credit scene? <laughs> none, none of that. So it's just it's just fun. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure the actors and actresses, uh, everyone involved had a great I, I'm sure they all they had a good time, you know, filming's probably funny and everything. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'll be honest, Kendall, I think you're right, Sham. To me, like, this is, like, James Gunn's chance to do, and his last chance, because he's leaving, but it's, like, this is James Gunn's chance to do, like, something Peacemaker-like for Marvel. Like, this is something that, this is a project that I had no interest in when they announced it. None. And I watched this trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks kind of fun. Like, this looks kind of fun. This look, this will be funny, and, and and I think that it will be, you know, lighthearted enough to where, you know, I won't necessarily have what, you know, this kind of sense of just, like, it just feels like the weight of the world is on Marvel's shoulders with every movie release. And even even the movies that aren't supposed to be that serious, like Thor, Love, and Thunder, like, I kind of I kind of welcome this, something that we know is just not supposed to be the, the weight of the world on the shoulders, but it could still be really good. And... I think I saw some promise in what I saw. And I also kind of like that they leaned on Mantis and Drax in this trailer. I assume they're going to kind of be leaning on them for most of this story. Because I think that those two characters are actually really funny and, like, kind of underutilized. So seeing um, those two characters kind of get more of the shine in this trailer, I actually was really excited about. I think those two characters also work very well off of each other. So I liked what I saw. But what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought this. Uh, I thought this was cool too. I mean, like you said, you go in with, you know, lower expectations, um, but, I mean, you know, everybody loves a good holiday special. I don't think anybody, uh, uh, you know, hates holiday specials unless you're the Grinch. So well, unless you're doing I mean, it in Star no, Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then that—that's the—that's what's fun about this is that it's you know Marvel's you know, crack at their own version of that. Um, and the guardians are the, are the group that makes them, that, that make the most sense because they're in their own world, so to speak. Um, 
and you're able to similar to have that same Star Wars, you know, space holiday, you know, atmosphere, um, you know, life day, as they called it uh, in Star Wars. But, it, you know, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, and what what's great about these specials is that, like, you still have the original cast and they, they still becomes like still a big production for something that is simple and something that isn't, like you said, so tense, like a normal Marvel property or normal Marvel project, I should say. So, yeah. And with that being said, I I do have some expectations that there will be stuff to take from this movie or from this special going into uh, Guardians 3. I could be, it could be wrong about that. It could be completely nothing. That would be fine. But, um, I mean, Marvel, I mean, I didn't watch I Am Group, but I assume that is like the only thing that they do that that they've done that have done absolutely nothing to move the needle. Uh, But for the most part, they tend to, with everything that they've done, have some sort of substance or some sort of something being relevant. So I I do think this will be canon, uh, for lack of a better term, but... um, but yeah, still like you said, low pressure, low 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 intensity kind kind of story. Yeah, that that uh that that uh show or that holiday special um comes out in uh November 25th on Disney Plus, so uh pretty much right after right right around Thanksgiving, uh you're right into the the, the holiday and, season and, and this uh and this 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 will be out. The word real quick is that we're going to get a like this idea of them doing these special presentations is gonna is only gonna continue in that. Yeah, there are movies there's... and TV shows that were there are TV shows that are now turning to this. Like allegedly, Nova is one of them, and Silver Surfer. Nova's yeah, rumored, and yeah, he said Silver Surfer. Um, and you know, it's it's an interesting model because I mean, I mean, obviously, Werewolf by Night was the first one. This will be the second one. Um, and you know, but. Based on everything that they had announced, they were there's not like there was a bunch that are coming down the pipe that we know about. So, um, but you know we've had plenty of people say over the years that you know Marvel's got you know dozens of properties that we don't know about that they have plans on making. So the idea that yeah they're they're working on Silver Surfer a Silver Surfer Disney Plus special uh, one time event, you know, or same with someone like Nova. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, it's an interesting model. And the two that they've done so far, and then Mephisto is another one they talked about doing Mephisto next Halloween. But the two that they've done so far have been holiday specials, you know, in season. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they keep that uh, tradition going. Absolutely. But let's um, get to the review portion of the show. So like, Shamari said this is going to be our Black Adam spoiler review. So if you have not seen Black Adam. I guess thank you guys for listening to the pod and maybe come back to listen to the rest of this episode. We gave you a good hour of commentary. So it wasn't like you guys got gypped at all. We, we definitely um, got into a lot of the big news this week. But um, this is officially the Black Adam review portion of this podcast episode. So if you want to come back and listen to it, by all means, come back. If you don't care and you want to listen to our thoughts and perhaps that will inform your decision whether or not you want to see Black Adam, then you can hang around, you know, or just whatever. Maybe you just don't care about spoilers. You like hearing us argue or agree. Who knows? I think what's very interesting, I don't know how much you guys have spoken, but I have no idea how Kendall or Shamari feel about this film. So 
We know what the fans on Rotten Tomatoes think. Seems to be very positive. We know what the critics from Rotten Tomatoes thinks. Very negative. So uh, I don't know what my guys think. So that, that's to make this an interesting conversation. But Black Adam hit theaters this past weekend to a $67 million domestic debut. The movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Teth Adam, Aldous Hodge as Carter Hall, Noah slash Hawkman, of course, uh, Noah Centino as Adam Smasher, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, and Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Strange, that, of course, uh, making up, it seems like, maybe part of the Justice Society of America who are... Doctor Fate. Not the fate. I saw Doctor Strange. I don't, Freudian I'm, slip right there. It was crazy, <laughs> though, is that... And it's funny, because I... I in what, because literally, I'm looking at my notes. It literally says Doctor Fate. So I don't know why I said Doctor Strange, but I think the reason why I did was because I saw that Pierce this week said that Benedict Cumberbatch's performances of Doctor Strange had absolutely informed his performance for Doctor Fate, and that he's a big well, fan yeah, I was gonna, of Cumberbatch. I was going to say it's a Freudian slip because he's basically Doctor Strange, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, well, that, that maybe that's a little hint of what Kendall thought about this film. So, uh, so I mean, for me, look. I enjoyed this film, I think, more than I thought I would, considering those critic reviews. Because I think when it comes to these films that have these big splits, where you talk about the fans really love it, but then the critics really really hate it, typically I tend to side more with the critics than the fans in these reviews. Now, some of the stuff I think is like manipulated, especially on the fan side, where I think you do have people just helping on making sure that these reviews, these movies get good reviews on the audience score, so they just, you know just bomb the audience score with way more um, way more engagement than it normally would have gotten had it just been a normal movie that a lot of people didn't watch. But I, I, I did enjoy definitely elements of this film. I thought this film was thoughtful in its idea of like presenting imperialism as a real theme in the presentation of superheroes and who they care about and what they what they deem as threats and what they deem as um as as opportunities to seek out or to to dish out justice and i think the way they presented that in this film i thought was pretty thoughtful i'm surprised i think that so many people have have not really given them i think as much credit for it uh i thought the action was pretty good i think that any thought that black adam was going to come across looking like a hero was like dead on arrival really early in this film, which was really important. And in many ways, like he becomes less and less heroic throughout the entire film up until, of course, the very, very end where a threat that even worse than him was available. And he had to then save Kondok and, and from, you know, what was going to be a nightmare situation. So I, I liked a lot of this film. And I liked the JSA. Like I said uh, on Twitter and something I really feel, I really wish the JSA the, the treatment the JSA got, I wish that the Illuminati and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness got that same treatment. Like, this is exactly how they should have been treated. Like, I, we all knew that, you know, you got to make the main character look strong or the villain look strong, depending on what the scenario was. So they had to put Wanda over in uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, which is fine. I don't think they had to do it with just killing people. Like, this movie makes Black Adam look incredibly strong. It was very clear that JSA had no answer for him, but he never had to kill any of them. <laughs> like, like he, like he didn't have to just squash them so fast and so quick 
And we're like, okay, wow, we guess we realize he's really strong. Like, they do a lot of other things to show you that he's really strong. And I feel like I, I wasn't as someone who's as just outraged by what they did to the Illuminati, but, like, watching this film made me feel more upset that they did what they did to the Illuminati. Um, I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Black Adam was... He was good in moments. There were other moments where I felt he was rocky. You know, quote, unquote, like a better term. He's a little too much rock and not enough maybe, you know, Teth Adam. But I, I, I don't have a, a lot of major critiques. I mean, the, the, the villain's kind of goofy. I, I, I do admit that. Um, one of the things I did not, did not, did not love. I, I thought that there could have been a little bit more backstory to the JSA. Cause I think that they are some of the you know, biggest, or rather the, the best elements of this film. Like, you know, we see like Carter Hall has like, like a, a X-Men mansion type setup. Like, how did he get that? Why does he have that? Like, I know why. Cause I, 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 you know, I know the, the Hawkman character, but to see someone who like has a setup that rivals Bruce Wayne and to, no explanation for it. I think that that was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty decent move. I'm not going to say it's some classic or anything, but I, I liked a lot of this. I thought that the action was pretty uh, kick-ass for the most part. Um, and I thought The Rock looked, looked fantastic as Black Adam, for sure. It could have maybe cleaned up the story in terms of the the, the villain, for sure. could have been much better. Um, I think even some of the backstory with you know him not being the person that was given the powers initially that his son gave it to him. I don't know how much I love that one, that story either, but I'm curious what, uh, what my guys think. So I'll start with Sham first. What are your thoughts on black Adam? All right. So in- very interesting, uh, very interesting t- uh, to hear EJI. Cause, uh, cause I, I, I hadn't heard your thoughts either. So that's very interesting. I enjoyed black Adam. Um, I, I like Black Adam. I didn't think it was, you know, and I was telling, well, I told Henry, of course, cause I went to see it with our younger brother, Henry, shout out to Henry. Um, and I told Kendall as well, this is just one of those movies. This is not, this was, this movie was not made for critics. I do agree. And with that. the rock has yeah. been saying that from weeks and months. He's been saying, yeah. this is a movie made for you guys, the fans. And Shamar, I ask you a question real quick. Cause I like yeah. it to you, but like this movie <laughs> This felt like the closest thing I've seen to like a DC animated movie to me. Like yeah. this same script, this same story, absolutely could have been a DC animated movie, and like I probably would have liked it even more. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I like I and, I and and like I don't know if all these movie critics who watch DC animated movies would have the uh, the same kind of respect for it or love for it. But like this, I'm, I was watching the movie there. I'm like, wow, like this feels like something that like the DC animated film universe would have made. Like a Black Adam movie like this introduces a couple of you know you know C list heroes to kind of go against, but then there's a larger villain at the top, and like it just it was you know I, I, that's the that's the feeling I got. Yeah, yeah. It, it this movie felt like a very felt like a passion project. Um, it felt like, and and it felt like they were trying to make it fun. Also trying to make sure that this isn't going to be like a bad movie that just makes no sense whatsoever, you know. And but but the action is is going to be awesome. The action was just awesome in this movie. 
And I like the story as well. I didn't hate the story. The villain was, I mean, my, I mean, my, my, I had some problems with the villain. My main issue with the villain was the end of this. The CG at the end was very, uh, very, very, it looked very unpolished. I think I, I think I would just say, <laughs> I would just, yeah, I, would I agree, that I agree with that. Um, but, but I liked the movie. The Rock was great as Black Adam. He had a couple rocky moments. I agree, but I thought he was great as Black Adam. Um, you know, I was hearing some bad things about the kid. I was like, oh boy, is this gonna be another Transformer situation where you know the human, the kid is gonna be annoying me the whole time? But the kid didn't annoy me that. No, I, 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 I liked, I liked the kid. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people hated the kid. I, I didn't yeah. get it either. Yeah, I don't I get it. Yeah. I was expecting it to be really bad. I was like, oh boy. Once he started in the beginning, I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Some kid that's not gonna shut up. Some kid that's gonna be like, hey, yeah. Black Adam. Ah, like, oh. but but it wasn't that bad. So I didn't I didn't hate the kid. You know, at first I was like, okay, here we go. But it wasn't that bad. And um, I, I like the twist with it actually be Black Adam actually being the dad and not the kid. Um, I did me and me and Kendall talked about that. Where I was, you know, we we're kind of confused. Like I don't, but this isn't what they showed in the trailer. I'm very confused. But I was, I was, I was like, so confused by that because the trailer shows him getting like beaten and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> when are we gonna see yeah. any of that? And, and I'm just like, and I was just thrown off because I'm like, so I'm, am I supposed to be just operating under the assumption that this is a child that was just is another Shazam situation? But this child is just like more radicalized. Like, is that what I'm supposed to believe? But like, no, it wasn't. And, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I love the fact that they were at that they caught Black Adam, but then he had to get out again. I was like, oh, this is cool. I liked it. I liked Black Adam. It was not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I liked Black Adam. I enjoyed it. So I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I I like I liked the twist. I just I think it could have been executed better. I just like the idea that he just like like you know. He gives him his powers, and then the kid dies. And like I, I wish there could have been something. I don't know. I, I just it was a moment that could have been really like touching, and because it was like a flashback, and because it was like kind of rushed, because like it's a two hour movie, and I'll be honest, it, it does feel like a two hour movie because like there's a part like it's almost like a false ending, like when he goes to you know uh, to Task Force, you know the the the, the you know the Argus kind of like black site. You kind of feel like, oh, maybe this is the end of the movie. Like, it kind of feels like it could be, and then like you realize it's like another like twenty minutes after that. But it, it's got that same feeling like the Batman had, where you thought the Batman was over, and then then they've got this random twenty minute <laughs> fight scene at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like yeah, the Gotham City Square. Yeah, Gotham Square yeah. Garden. Yeah. So so that so like I feel like like that could they could have like let those scenes breathe more, and maybe like the transfer would have made more sense. But like it kind of like rush through like oh by the way oh yeah your mom his mom died and then i was gonna die or i kind of was dying and then he came and then he just gave me his power and then he was assassinated and i'm just like he didn't he's a superhero he didn't know that there was the ops was just posted right outside his crib like i, I don't know it just was something like that it just it was like a touching moment it just felt like they could have delivered it a little better like i i, I like the twist was good i just execution i think could have been a little tighter but uh, kendall what were you gonna say yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, you know, in terms of how I felt about the movie, I mean, I thought it was a solid movie. Um, you know, I think this is another one where it's like, if you, you know, don't go in, you know, expecting it to rival, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame. But, yeah. um, but 
it's it's a good movie. Um, you know, I think the the backstory part of it is interesting because I think the closest comparison that we've seen recently is the Gore the God Butcher backstory, and has a little bit of that in it. And I think yeah. this was handled better than Gore was in Thor. Um, Gore, they just gave you one scene and in the beginning of the movie and you just had to buy it. You had to buy it that that was, yeah. that was the story. Um, where I think this one spent more time and granted this one, this is like if we had a Gore, the God butcher movie, uh, you know, he's the main character in this one as opposed to being, you know, just the antagonist. But, um, but I thought that that was handled a little better. I'm glad I agreed to guys. I'm glad that, that the twist happened because, I wasn't necessarily feeling the kid's story either. I was like, wow, they, they changed in post-production the backstory. <laughs> Thought they were going to get more. They're trying to make him more more of a hero or something like that. Yeah, because like, yeah, the, the kid the kid was like so obviously heroic and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone to be looked up to. I'm just like, right, so what right, happened? Exactly. Why is he this asshole now? <laughs> yeah, and I was getting those, uh, I was getting the Ensaba Noor and uh, X-Men, <laughs> yeah. X-Men Apocalypse vibes as well going into this. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about this right now. The, the the you know the King Tut you know thing with the kid you know yeah. Pharaoh or whatever, but no, I mean I I thought it ended up being, um, I thought that ended up being really good. Uh, I agree with you guys. I thought the JSA was a strong point compared to, and that I mean you guys know I felt about the Illuminati, you know, and I had very similar vibes going into this movie with the JSA, but um, but they just were. They, they they just showed themselves better than, than the Illuminati ever did, you know. The, you know, like I, I, they just left a bad taste in my mouth coming out of that movie with the way they were handled. And there were look, there was an air of secrecy with the Illuminati that they had to have going into the movie and all that. I don't know if that really impacted the outcome of the movie, but um, but this movie just handled these characters with a lot more care than I think Doctor Strange did. Um, you know, there's obviously, I mean, there's so many different, like, parallels. And I think they intentionally tried to make the JSA feel kind of like a Marvel parody. It's kind of not, <laughs> parody maybe a strong word. But, like, they tried to make them feel mar- Marvel-y, for lack of a better term, because almost I think almost to show, like, the, the, the distinction between them and, like, the just, you know, because they have that. You know, you mentioned the X, the X Men feel to like the 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 X Mansion that, that Carter Hawk has. Um, you know, I, I mean, Doctor Fate's a character that obviously the the parallel between him and Doctor Strange uh, are obvious and have gone on for decades. But they didn't do anything in this movie to try and make a distinction between the two. Uh, yeah, they, the, the only that, thing that yeah, the only thing that I feel like they they botched besides some of the stuff I saying that like not enough backstory with the JSA was like I like Nabu just was like not a he was not a factor really. No, no, I mean they they gave like very subtle hints to like yeah, you know like 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 you know Cyclone saying yeah, you know you wear that helmet you become possessed and you know you had Pierce Brosnan saying um you know Ken Nelson saying at the end of the end of the movie, you know, yeah, you know, I don't have to see the future and it's beautiful. Um, but I mean, as we know, there's a lot more, it's a lot darker of a, of a pull that, that thing, that, that helmet had. Yeah. Yeah. He does not, he did not seem like a tortured soul at all. Yeah. And they they didn't want to, 
they, it's a complicated story. And it they, is. They didn't want to get into it in a Black Adam movie where he's one fourth of of the superhero team. But um, though I but did like that they that, not, I did like that they acknowledged that he is a uh, uh, he's an agent of the Lord of War, Lords agent, of Order. He, yeah, he's an that agent was fire. Yeah, that was someone cool. who learned a lot about this during Young Justice. I really enjoyed. Yeah, that. no, that was cool. Um, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to muddy that movie, but when you do that, when you make that decision, he's just gonna, you know, you're gonna have people saying, "Oh, the Doctor Strange ripoff." And I mean, Pierce Brosnan again didn't did backtrack when he <laughs> said, "Yeah, it took a lot of inspiration from Benedict Cumberbatch." Um, so that, yeah, I mean that that th- those comparisons will happen, and you know, I thought you know Noah Centineo's uh, Adam Smasher was. I thought he was. I thought he was a positive in the movie as well. I, I very much liked his his character, but I, I think they were also going for like a Peter Parker kind of thing with his character. Um, and I think that that was that was cool, but um, it, it you know it at the end of the day, like it was it was interesting that they decided to go in these directions with these characters. Uh, I wish that there was uh. I wish there was probably maybe one more of them. Uh, yeah, but, I can see that too. You know, a team of four. It's just a weird number. Like it's a weird number for a superhero team. It just doesn't happen. I mean, I know we have the Fantastic Four, but like that's very intentionally only four. Uh, this like, if you try and make me believe that they're like the Avengers or the Justice League or the X Men, like four is a small number. And, and I did, I did feel like to me, Kendall, like, you know. It's clear that Carter takes this threat of Black Adam very seriously, and we know why because he, he has way more information on the backstory to him than we do as an audience or even the people of conduct do. But for such a big threat that he takes very seriously, it did seem weird for him to say, all right, I'm going to take two kids, essentially, and Dr. Fate. I mean, Dr. Fate's very yep. strong, okay? But, like, he kind of acknowledges that, the, yeah, these other two are kind of green, but I, I, I think— Yeah, they're, they're not up. even, like— They've almost like never worked with them before, and like yeah, yeah, they don't seem like new members of the Justice Society. Yeah, and like clearly there's a history with the Justice Society, which obviously in comics there is, and like I mean, there's so many characters they could have used. I'm I'm curious why they decided to go with these characters. I'm assuming again for some of the obvious reasons of like the parallels you could draw and turn them into, for lack of a better term. But I think also like they you know like. They, you know, there's these other, they're like, there's other characters that they left on the tape. You know, yeah. the Hour Mans of the world, and and then they weren't going to do Green Lantern, obviously, but they're the Green Lanterns of the world. Um, that you could have, yeah, yeah, Wildcat, exactly. That that yeah, you could have. I, I, I think I heard that they, I think I heard that they couldn't do Star Girl. I think I saw that this week that right. like Star Girl was taken off the board for them because, of course, the show Star Girl. Which, by the way, me. James Gunn, like you're you're hired. Two things. Number one, like end that thing where oh, your one show is doing something so that we can't, you can't use them here, or or a movie doing this so you can't use them in this show. We don't need that anymore. And also, please renew Young Justice. Those are my oh my. I already tweeted you. I added you. <laughs> I I put your at in my tweet. Uh, those are the two things we need done because like if if Star would have made sense in this in the in this movie, she should have been in it. And we need Young Justice. But anyway, I digress. Good get them. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, no disagreements there. Uh, uh, save Star Girl while you're at it, but no. yeah, um, true. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good um, 
overall, though, I thought they, the JSA as a whole was solid. Uh, I thought uh, Black Adam's backstory as a whole was solid. Um, I, you know, I didn't even... Uh, I, I didn't hate the, the dynamic because it was an interesting, like you said, dichotomy of, you know, because we always wonder, you know, well, what's the... What's the what's the story like? Who's the villain in this movie? Or the JSA the villain? Is Black Adam the villain? It's not really, um, it's not really clear uh, for a lot of the movie because there's there's a, a a struggle of you know the people of Kondok obviously they don't look at the JSA as heroes because they haven't helped, done anything for them. So you know the idea that Black Adam shows up uh, makes it. Um, makes it an interesting question you know bringing in Waller. yeah 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 i know i know it's funny because waller is like you know she's like the nick fury of like the dceu where they'll bring her in as like the connective tissue um it's always great when you see amanda waller yeah Uh, yeah viola davis is yeah viola is just spot on as a casting yeah i mean it's it's really it's really i mean it's I won't go as far as say Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, but it's close in terms it's of like, very man, close, yeah. like that's Amanda Waller, you know, like she's almost gotten better, you know, I agree with doing that, the right. Waller thing over the years than when we first saw her. Yeah. But yeah, like that direction um, she got from air was trash. Like she's been better in every, every iteration since. Yeah. Um, the Sabak thing, I, I didn't necessarily need it, You know, I, I, I don't, I'm really sure why they did it. It's kind of gonna kind of like the Black Adam thing or the the Batman thing where it's like it, I mean it was extra extra action you know <laughs> you know a twist or whatever but um, it wasn't totally necessary but uh, and I mean I just kept getting vibes to uh, to Dark Blood from uh, Invincible <laughs> fake Hellboy you know when I saw him oh. <laughs> it looked <laughs> he looks like Dark Blood but. No, uh, overall though, I I, I liked uh, Damien Darkblood, I should say. But um, no, yeah. It, it, overall though, again, liked the movie. Uh, the score and the, the theme for Black Adam was was excellent. Um, you know, it, it's a movie that Shamari said, like Shamari said, takes itself seriously. Like it's fun, but they they this movie where you watch yourself like Suicide Squad one, where you're like, this movie doesn't take itself seriously. Like it's just. They didn't. They didn't make this movie to make it good. They made it to make money. I don't know if this movie was just made solely to make money. Like I think they tried to make this a, a, a solid movie because I think they know that this has potential long term. You know, so they didn't want to throw it throw it in the wayside. The Rock, you know, again, going to take this seriously considering he took so long to make this character. Um, and I think it ended up with a, with a good product. Yeah, I think so too. So wh- why do you guys think the critics have have panned this so much? Because I, I, I mean, I will say with my chest, I don't think that this is a movie. I know, again, I'm not stupid. I know that it's an aggregator of scores. It's not saying that it is, you know, thirty nine out of ten or thirty nine out of a hundred or four out of ten. But like the Rotten Tomatoes score, I believe right now is at thirty nine. Like, like, why do you see this disconnect? Because I think that there is clearly a disconnect between them and the fans. I don't. Like, like this. I mean, I, and I agree with the fans. I think that this is a pretty good movie. 
Like I don't, I don't like. Why do you think the fans have hated it so much? And Shazam, the, the critics have hated it so much. Shazam on Rotten Tomatoes at ninety percent. Like that's just that's that, that, that just doesn't understand. I don't understand that. And and, <laughs> yeah, I, I, know, and I and I really like Shazam. Like I think Shazam is yeah. better than this. But one's a comedy, one's one's not. But it just feels like man. those. It, it does feel like the comedy superhero movies. Like they, it feels like they get like a pass. Like it just feels like those are. It's almost like like. I don't feel like critics are like over serious superhero movies. So now, like, unless you're, you know, Spider Man No Way Home, or unless you're uh, End Game, or you know, especially if it's a DC movie, I feel like they really give it. And a it's time. almost like a waiver of like, well, if we're a comedy, then don't don't take it seriously. And right? Not yeah. Comedy, well, then I uh, well then I gotta take you super seriously then. The same yeah. way I judge The Dark Knight is the same way I'm gonna judge Black Adam. Same way I judge. The Batman is the same way I'm gonna judge, you know, Aquaman. And I mean, because even you know, the, bat, the Batman certified fresh, but even that's at eighty five percent. It's just like, and, 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 Shazam. and Shazam is better than at ninety. Like, <laughs> I, I really feel like there's a backlash with with the critical, with the, with the critics and 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 them being tired of superhero movies, especially the serious ones, where they. They tend to say, "Oh God, here's another superhero movie that thinks it's smart or thinks that it's you know taking itself very seriously," and they kind of ding it more so than they would other serious movies. And I think for the the comedic ones, they're like, "Oh well, I actually enjoyed this because I didn't have to really understand much backstory or canon. Like it just was a fun movie." And yeah, I feel like that's what's happened with Black Adam. I feel like that's what's happened with a lot of other superhero movies i think on marvel and dc side i think dc's gotten the worst brunt of that but i think it's on both sides yeah i mean i agree with that and and um and i don't even think black adam is a serious movie no i I mean i mean yeah like there are serious themes but there's a there's a lot more humor than i thought it was gonna be yeah like this is not a movie where you're like oh man where you're like gonna be like shedding tears and and all that stuff. Like, no, this is a movie that was made. No, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a fun movie. And it was, in my opinion, a fun movie. And clearly a lot of other people's opinion. Seems in all of our opinion. This was a fun movie. So I don't know. I mean, I it's it's starting to get to a point where I kind of like tune a lot of this critic stuff out. I, I barely, I, I wouldn't say I barely listen to them. But... And and you know me, EJ. Like, and of course you you we have very differing opinions on Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, yeah. you still have to see Morbius. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen Morbius, um, Kendall's like, don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen Morbius. Breaking news. But but I don't know. It's getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know. Should I, should I be listening to these critics? It's like I don't even know if I should be listening to these critics because they're looking at these movies in such a critical lens and. They're trying. They're looking for like art, you know, and like I'm not. So yeah, I really think Shram like, and like, this is maybe a conspiracy, but like I really think that you know, you know, even we saw James Cameron chirping today about critiques he has with about Marvel and DC characters. We've had the you know the whole deal with uh, Scorsese. Like we forget that these like people have are very they, like they they don't the fans don't give a crap about them clearly because every time they come out and open their mouths they get flamed, but like. They're very influential people in Hollywood. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying at all that they're, you know, corrupting these people or anything like that. But, like, right. you know, if, if if these are the biggest, Cameron and Scorsese, two of the biggest filmmakers in Hollywood, 
have these thoughts. You know there are plenty of other people who have these thoughts as well that don't want to say it out loud because they don't want to take the backlash. So, and and if you're a movie critic, you know, I mean, I know it does feel like now superhero movies every couple months out now, but, like, in reality, you know, you're viewing a lot more movies than just superhero movies. And you're making a lot more relationships with people than just the people who make superhero movies. Contrary to belief that only superhero movies are out in theaters. And I think that these people are taking some of that, some of those critiques and some of that ill will into these reviews. I just don't understand how only 39% of critics could think that Black Adam was good. It's not even saying that it's great or yeah, just a, the best movie ever, but just like, an enjoyable. Like, th- that, that is really, that's kind of crazy to me. It's strange. And and it's it's also, I feel like, and I mentioned this in our pre-show, like, it's also a thing with The Rock, too. Like, a lot of his movies, and now you could say maybe he's just in a lot of, you know, lackluster movies. I disagree, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, it's a thing where if you either like his movies or you don't. I would definitely say this is definitely a rock movie, but it's it's also a superhero movie. And it's it's definitely a superhero movie. There are other heroes in it. There's superhero fights. So, you know, if that's not and these critics, you know, based on the trend that doesn't, you know, I don't know. It's just it's this is not a critic movie. Critics are just they're just they're looking for flaws. They're looking for things to to to, to nip at and poke at and is particularly with these kinds of movies. And that's just not what audiences do. They go, they, especially if they're going to try to go see a movie, they want to have a good time. I don't think critics are going to have a good time. They're going. That's why it's critical. They're, they're there to judge. And it's like you have that kind of lens. You're, you're, you're going to have a harder time enjoying things, looking at things that way. I can't know. What, what is your what is your take on like the critic response to this and, and me and Shamari's points about them perhaps viewing this movie harshly? Do you buy that or do you, do you think that it's just a difference of opinion we have? Um, it, It's so hard because, like I said, like I I. I tend to be, I think, a little bit more. I don't even say I, I tend to be a little more lenient, because like, I mean, there's some movies where, like Doctor Strange, where I'm a little harsher on that movie than most people are. So it's like, um, but I, I think in general, I, I I tend to lean a little bit more lenient on 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 superhero movies, just because um, it's just movies that I enjoy. Uh, I'm not gonna then I'm not gonna critically pick them apart. Uh, are there things about this movie that I could see, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen some, you know, talking points, but I haven't really dug into all the, yeah, neither the big, yeah, all the big reasons why people hate this movie or people, why people may not like this movie. Um, you know, I think there's, you know, again, you talked about people not really liking, uh, the kid character. Uh, you know, I could see that. You know, he fits the archetype of the kind of character, like Shamari said, that a lot of people just aren't going to like, you know. Um, his inclusion in the movie isn't very necessary. Uh, you know, they want to put him in there. Uh, it's fine. Um, you know, I think the, the JSA, like, he, he, like you mentioned, DJ, I, I mean, I enjoyed them. Uh, again, these are characters for the most part I recognize. Uh, like, I don't need any backstory on Hawkman or uh, Dr. Fate at all, you know, and, and, you know, Adam Smasher and Cyclone were very simple enough to understand, but like, they didn't explain, they didn't explain 
any really. I mean, they gave they gave like a you know thirty second thing on each of them in the beginning, and then that was it. And then they they and then they would drop little things throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, Cyclone has some exposition about oh nano. You know, nanotech was you know inserted in me, and that's why you know. Yeah, I know, I mean, like the stuff like that. I was like, I, I mean, why would you even tell me that unless like you plan on doing future stories with these characters? But there's nothing. Which, I mean, they can. That... I mean, I mean, those none of those characters are off the board except for you know Kate Nelson. But you know, and 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 we like, and, and I mean, you're right about that. And I mean, they they I mean. DC is such a weird, you know, such a weird spot that you're like, I mean, I don't know. Like James Gunn may be like, no, we're not doing that anymore, or he may be like, yeah, I love the, I love this movie. Um, so it, you know, that could go both ways. But yeah, I mean, there's 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 stuff there's stuff regarding that. I mean, Shamari mentioned CGI. I think the whole thing with Sabak at the end was a little, you know, unnecessary. So there's there's moments in here, and I think overall, like The Rock was solid. I mean, I liked him. He was he was right he was he was he was the rock, you know. Um I, 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 felt, his perform- I, felt, I felt his performance was a little wooden. Yeah, it was, yeah, he was going to say yeah. He intentionally played a wooden character. I don't know if that was necessary. I don't think it was. For that like fish out of water, right. Like, you know, robot, you know, alien robot kind of vibe. And I, you know, I'm hoping that that was just like a, a thing of, you know, yeah, he's been asleep for a hundred years. That's how somebody's gonna be, you know. Yeah, versus, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Versus like the next time we see him, maybe he's a little bit more confidently just black Adam. You know, you don't feel like he's just, you know, he's this mindless kind of robot thing. Um, so I think that that, but you know, again, people. I mean, he was the lead of this movie, so you know. Um, that's the real thing. And I think there was also I, the one criticism that I think I saw was um, that this guy wasn't buying, wasn't buying the idea that like the rock was some diabolical villain because he doesn't do yeah. anything. Diabolical. Yeah. Not, yeah. And that's kind of, that was, that was something. That's what I kind of said when I said that he was wooden, I felt like, you know, Adam is, I mean, Adam is like, like someone who has agendas and has like actual ideas and viewpoints of how like the world should be run or how conduct should be run. And like this character seemed very detached from can't one to care about any of that stuff. It seemed to be just like, well, this person is trying to hurt me or in my way as the rock is a uh, black Adam said at one point. So therefore they had to die. You know, it's fine. Something black Adam would still do and say, but like, and, and perhaps because this version of Adam didn't have some long reign as King of Kondok or as even the hero or the whatever you want to call him, anti-hero Black Adam. Like, he wasn't even around very long. Like, he gets the powers, he goes, he kills the king and blows up the, you know, the the, the kingdom. And then, like, this, the, the wizards come and say, yo, what are you doing? And they get him out of here. So perhaps he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that level of character development. I, I personally like that character development for Black Adam. So missing that was a little, it, it, it did, it was missing for me. Like, not having, even hints of, like, him having those views or, or, or having that kind of, like, compass. Like, we don't know his moral compass other than he's fine with killing people who are in his way, which is, was enjoyable to watch. Again, like, someone mentioned there were a lot of just, like, you know, moral combat-like fatalities. I enjoyed them, so. Um, that, I kind of wish they could have been a little bit deeper than that. I don't mm-hmm. agree. That's why I don't agree with the, 
idea that like he wasn't evil, you know, or he wasn't a bad guy. Because I'm like, he's just. I mean, that, that's sort of. I mean, they keep making that joke in the movie, like, yeah, you're, you know, good guys don't kill people or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, that is supposed to be how they express his. And again, villainy is probably a strong word for the character we saw, but you know, his moral, where his morality is, you know, like, and it's like you said, they, they layered in this, like, just in, like you said, this lack of sensitivity. Um, but in our world, like that is viewed as evil, you know? So I think that that is interesting. I, I mean, honestly, we, you know, just the ending, I honestly would, was, would have preferred he take the throne. I thought so too. Yeah, that would have been a better ending. When he sat on it, I was like, "Oh, this guy's a chance to be cool." He did the literal shot from that iconic yeah, shot from the shot. comics. Yeah, he did yeah. the shot. Nice little Easter egg, and then he, you know, it was just a bit. And I thought that that was I thought it missed an actual missed opportunity. I mean, I, I I did as well. I kind of, I kind of agree, but I also feel like this version of Black Adam, like you were saying, DJ, he's, he hasn't really formed any kind of opinion on anything yet. He's still just right. Kind of they didn't want it, it would have made sense for the character we you know like what is he even gonna do as a king does does he even know does he even know anything about the world that <laughs> I mean, he doesn't he comes out he comes out and he's like yo yeah. this isn't this is not conda this is not my home yeah <laughs> like he doesn't even know where he's at kind of you know so i, I kind mean, of feel I, like that would have um, been a very marvel kind of move to just make him to be like yeah you know the guy we saw wasn't black adam yet but now he's becoming black and they didn't they went there a little bit, but they didn't go full on. Yeah, and and just a quick question for you guys. So, I haven't seen Venom two. I believe both of you have, right? Oh, yeah. I I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Is Venom two better than Venom one? In your opinion? I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. I don't. I don't necessarily. It's not as funny. Do you think it's a major step up <laughs> from Venom one? How about how about no that? no definitely a not. major okay. step up? That's probably too much to say. I think it's better. Okay. I don't know about major stuff. Villain's okay. better, right? So the so That's the Rotten Tomatoes for Venom Two is at almost sixty percent. It's at um, hold on, I believe it's like fifty-seven or something like that. And the first one is at thirty. And of course, the audience score for both is high. But I think largely it's a critic adjustment where they're where they're teetering more towards the fans because they know the fans like it. That's just my conspiracy theory. I have nothing to, <laughs> I have nothing to back. Venom up. Two is is a funnier, more comedic movie. Like, I, I look, I say that Venom One is. A, I always say Venom One is supposed to be a comedy. But right. Like, yeah. No. Of course, you, least, you enjoy Venom One more more than me. Both me yeah, and DJ. Because I don't take it serious. Um, right. Venom Two, I also don't take seriously, but I think most people didn't take it as seriously because they right. knew us right. run into. It. But I just, I just. You know, I just see it as it's just the critics just kind of just kind of like kind of kind of digging themselves in the head like, oh, I can just sit back and try to enjoy this thing as other people are enjoying it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And also Venom 2 is not not that much better than this movie. I know it's a different sequel or right, whatever, but I mean, man, I just. Oh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Venom 2 is better than this movie. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. It, yeah. And they we're have it rated higher somehow around the We're so, reading it like, on it's such a curve. Like, does that make any sense? You know, I mean, come on now. I get, um, you know, DC is supposed to be better, higher budget, whatever, The Rock, but it's not. But just based off, if we're going off of the, just 
just get rid of the curve and just say this is these movies are doing the are accomplishing the same thing. Black Adam's a better movie. It's more fun. And also the I feel like the opposite has been correct when it comes to the critic reviews uh, for some other things lately. Like like I like how did the critics feel? I feel like the critics like Doctor Strange like a lot. I believe they did. Yeah. Yes. And more, I think more so than the fans did. A lot of fans didn't love Doctor Strange that much. So I Dr. feel Strange like the opposite. Well, Doctor Strange at seventy four on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, okay. All right. The, but the audience score is actually higher. It's at eighty five. Okay. But that's what I mean though when I say I feel like they I feel like the fans manipulate that. I just feel like there wasn't like a there like there yeah, people don't like yeah. that movie, but there wasn't yeah, a campaign like, to, yeah, to, yeah, to bash like, it. I, yeah, just in terms of like just what I've seen, I haven't seen that level of engagement with Doctor Strange. So. I mean, yeah, I, there, I, there's there's like a there's a sect of people out there that are Wanda stands, but outside of that, right? But yeah, there's not much. So yeah, so that's why I'm just like I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the critics latch on to ideas like they like Marvel, so they're gonna Marvel's gonna get like a ninety eighty plus whatever percent, like no matter what they put out. They like Pixar, right? Pixar is gonna get like a ninety five plus everything that they make. They don't like DC, so if, if it's not like the Batman or Joker. Or something that's like very transformative, or something very lighthearted like Shazam, or something very clearly lighthearted comedy. It's gonna get just. And I say that to be say I did really <laughs> like Shazam. To be fair, I'm not someone. Right, yeah, I, I did too. I really yeah, like Shazam, Shazam, but I'm just saying I think Shazam it, is a very good movie. Yeah, but like it was obviously the villain not of Shazam. I, I still can't tell you. What, I, I couldn't tell you what his name was. The villain of Shazam, Mark Strong. Yeah, no, yeah, I have no idea, and I and I like. Uh, and I like the actor as well, but I have no idea who that was. Yeah, what, no, yeah, what, not, his, not, the, what his goal was, I don't know. I couldn't tell you any of that. Like that, <laughs> maybe it wasn't important, but like I, I mean, the nothing special came out of that. The the third act was 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 solid. You know, the the Shazam family showing up. That was a big moment. I love that. I did. Lo- I love yes. that. To be fair, and yeah, but man, there you know, like this movie. There's nothing that much more, like, there, there isn't that much more like that's 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 memorable from that movie that that there is in this. I'm not saying that it's not a, necessarily a a better movie because I think it's more fun than this movie was. But uh, I mean, oh, shocking yeah. that a Shazam movie is more fun than a, than a Black Adam Black movie. Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so of course like, there's going to be a little bit more lightheartedness. There's going to be a little bit more. Uh, energy in the movie, but but man, again, ninety percent is that's like Top Gun level. I don't know what's Top Gun Maverick at. I mean, you know, to yeah. tell me that that is is that is that great, and then Black Adam stunk is is, is that's 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 strange. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick right away at ninety six percent. Yeah, which. In math terms, is that's that's a big deal to be at night. That's yeah, big deal yeah, to be at ninety six. Yeah, you're a classic if you're that high. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's be honest. Uh, you know, we could talk about what what counts and what not, what doesn't. But I mean, they these movies tried pretty much the exact same thing in their post credit scene, and one stuck way more than the other one did. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, so let's let's that's that's what we should get to before we do our scores here. I mean, you have the post credit scene where Waller basically says, "All right, fine, Black Adam, you win. You're no longer our prisoner because you broke out thanks to fate. But now, Condoc's your prisoner. You step out of Condoc, we have 
we 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 coming for you. It's over for you." And Adam's like, well, I don't, "You got nobody on this planet that could touch me, so I don't know what you're talking about, lady." Yeah, he gave the he gave the the T'Challa, "Let them try." Yeah, you basically know, the end of and, Civil War. Yeah, and she's like, "I don't got to call people from my planet." And then he blows up the you know holograph you know thingy, and then someone from not from this earth appears, and it's none other than Henry Cavill Superman, a cameo that has been long leaked now for weeks, but you know we actually now saw it, and basically you know Superman says it's been a long time since somebody uh, since the world was afraid of someone of your yeah, power someone made the world disorders yeah. yeah. So I think it's time that we have a chat and who knows what happens next, but that is what they gave us in that post credit scene. So Sham, I mean, this, this confirmed the return of Henry Cavill as Superman. He announced it then on, on, on Monday that he's back in DC and back as Superman. So what did you think of that post credit scene and the return of uh, Henry? Uh, you know, to, to everyone's surprise, I'm sure. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Big, big Man of Steel fan there. Yeah, big Man of Steel. As I mentioned in prior shows, I recently we watched Man of Steel. Still one of my favorite movies. Great Superman. Cavill's a great Superman. Happy to have him back as Superman. He seems to be happy to be back as Superman in his announcement. You know, uh, I, I just, I think it's great. We have, you know... I guess James Gunn is running, the, you know, DC. So we'll see what he does with Superman. So that's that's enough. It's another thing that he'll have to kind of decide what he wants to do. Um, but but this it's great. This is great. I like Black Adam. The Rock looks fantastic as Black Adam, flying around using his lightning powers. It was awesome to see. He was awesome. I would love to see that character fight Superman. So that's that would just be very fun. Um, I I have I don't have anything else to say about it. It's just very exciting. <laughs> so we see Shamari is thrilled with the return of Cavill and this tease of a showdown between Adam and Superman. Uh, uh, Kendall, where do you stand? Man, I mean, I <laughs> look. I, I I mean, I hate it. I hate that that was so heavily. Leaked again in today's day and age. No, you can't keep anything a secret. Um, anything like that, at least a secret. Uh, you know, and The Rock didn't do anything to try and make it a secret. Even in the promotion of this movie for you know a year plus, it it sort of he's been yeah, he's been saying stuff that didn't make any sense. Yeah, Hiram Garcia was like, yeah, Hiram Garcia who produced this film was like, I'm really annoyed that our post credit scene got leaked. I'm like. You want smoke with the rock? Like I don't know what you want me to say. He's the guy that's been talking about this for months now. Yeah, and so we keep saying, yeah, the power of the DC universe is going to shift and all that. And again, it's always you know teetered towards the Superman is the the end goal. So, um, and again, the, the the messaging became it became a lot more aggressive. The last couple of months when they probably had the deal locked down, you know, they, then they knew, all right, we can go full tilt with the Superman versus Black Adam, you know, hype. But yeah, no, I mean, it matters when you get the actor. I mean, if they didn't 
if they they had initially they had one that didn't have his face. They had like a uh, similar to to Shazam, where it's kind of just they show you Superman, uh, but with a faceless version. That would, still would have been interesting, but it would also would have been like it would have fell flat. It would just be like, okay, I don't know who this guy is. We're gonna assume it's Cavill, but like it doesn't have this. Yeah, same, when he stepped when he stepped into effect. the light, I was like, oh crap, this is kind of yeah. Kinda lit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He steps in the light when he, he he's when he has a a literal you know he has actual dialogue with with Black Adam. I mean that. Yeah, I mean that that that's that felt like years and years in the making, given all the the teases that they've done together for for years on these two characters. So, um, it, it explains so much. It explains why Black Adam. This explains why you know The Rock didn't want to position Black Adam next to Shazam because he wants to position him next to Superman, you know. And coming off this movie, I mean, I think that they the they, they it was smart for them to do the JSA because like they're not the Justice League, so you can you can build to to you can build towards Superman as the as the standard bearer. You know, the JSA was like, that was just the, the, uh, the appetizer with the the Superman being the main course. And that is an interesting, again, an interesting way to build this up. Um, and man, I mean, I I thought the scene was, again, scene was just excellent. You know, the touch of, of John Williams, Superman theme, the, you know, going straight to black, back to black, black Adams theme at the end, Waller's inclusion, um, you know, we had, uh, you know, Harcourt, you know, yeah, uh, shout out to Harcourt, yeah, as well. That does a really nice I, touch, yeah, you know, I, I, interesting, it, it, interesting considering she's, uh, she's married to James Gunn, that the, yes, the timing of all that, you know, <laughs> she shows up in this movie and then James Gunn gets, gets the top. Roll at DC. Oh, hey, interesting. But regardless, <laughs> um, it, again, overall though, I mean that that's one of those post credit scenes that adds to the movie. I mean, there's times where you know you have post credit scene where like, oh that was cool, but you know it doesn't change whether or not the movie was great or you know to make it even better. That one only gets me more excited for the Black Adam property in general. So um, it might have been the biggest part of the movie. So, two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that it was a really well directed, well shot. Everything about the scene was fire. Such a fire scene. I, I get why people were excited about it after seeing it. I don't think it should have been so excited that they just started talking. Basically, that this was with the scene, you know, and making it so obvious. And of course, I think Dwayne should shouldn't have leaked it and been so willing to play ball with it, but. The scene is fire. I mean, it's this. It's it's definitely a great scene. Um, definitely sets up a potential clash of the titans. I dug it. I'm excited that Cavill's back. I said that last week. Um, this being the official confirmation that he is indeed back, and he says they have more stuff in the fold. Exciting, man. I'm excited. I I just, I just want, man. Like you know, obviously me and Shamari have very different views on Man of Steel, but like to me, like I just want a true blue, no pun intended, like Superman story, like. I don't need alternative Supermans. I don't need um, 
you know, different takes on Superman. Like, I'd like, I just think that he's too important to the DC universe to like do anything than just your standard Superman. I think that there's a much better chance that I will get that. And this was a really good reintroduction to Cavill being back. So really happy that he's back. But let's quickly do scores here. So I go to Sham first. What are you giving Black Adam out of 10? I'm giving Black Adam an 8.5 out of 10. Very solid movie. I enjoyed it. Um, was it perfect? No. CGS Fox was, was iffy. Um, the Rock. Sometimes it, I, I felt like he didn't know if he wanted to be The Rock or if he wanted to try to be like Death Adam. Yeah. It was a little back and forth. Um, but those are my only two, like, issues i mean that final fight was like i said it's a cg which is it was very strange and probably could use a lot more work but the movies i enjoyed the movie jay like Ken, i agree with everything kendall said about the jsa i like the jsa they were they were great in this movie i wanted more of them i like every single member of them every single one i want to see more of, of all of them of course you know dr fate um you know probably not going to see him but but it was awesome i enjoyed it so i give it an 8.5 Kendall, what's your score? Uh, I'll go with 7.5. Um, I think that's probably similar to what I gave Doctor Strange. Um, you know, I think that they're... They are similar movies in some ways, uh, but... Um, and and if I were really nitpicking, I probably would would, would say Doctor Strange is, is, is slightly better. Um... But for the most part, came away with the same feeling after both movies. A little more disappointed with Doctor Strange, but um, but no, it's a very good movie. Um, you know, it's it, it's exciting. Nothing that's gonna be groundbreaking about it. Uh, you know, it's not a movie that I've got to rewatch over and over again. But um, like good characters, characters that you want to see more of that they introduced. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, The Rock's Black Adam was solid. You know, I don't, I don't think that he was memorable. I don't think he was like super, super memorable, classic as a character. But I think he's somebody that, you know, you want to see more of. Um, again, I mean, if we're comparing it to Shazam, it's, it's in the same similar sense that you want to see, you know, Billy Batson's character again. Um, you know, I honestly think that those two characters still probably it would still be interesting to see those two characters interact uh but again the rock has no interest in that because he doesn't see zachary levi as a as a as a uh as a potential foil so or as an equal so it makes sense but um but no yeah overall though i, I thought this was a solid movie uh and i'm curious to see where this goes because the rock is i mean he's He's been all over social media talking about the future of the properties and the future of JSA, the future of Dr. Fate, the future of Black Adam, obviously, and Superman and all that. And I don't know if they actually have a plan. He's tweeting like they have a plan. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think, I don't think they do either. <laughs> he's saying, yeah, you know, you can't wait to see more of Dr. Fate. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to see plenty of him. I'm like, in what? <laughs> when? Right. You yeah, know, it's like, I feel like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> when um, you practice that Dr. shot, <laughs> you were you practice Doctor Fate. 
<laughs> when are you talking about Doctor Fate? <laughs> when? That's how that's how it feels because I don't I don't buy that. But regardless, you know, if The Rock's excited, you know, then I'm excited. So, uh, yes, I'm excited to see all these characters some point down the line. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to agree with Kendall's score. I'm gonna give it seven and a half. Um, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call this a classic or a, a great movie, but like I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it reminded me so much of the animated films that I really like that DC does. I think that it's very much a hey, like you like action, you know who these heroes are, or even if you don't know them, you'll get to know them and like them in this movie. Here's our story. Let's have have fun. And like I really enjoyed that this movie did that. Like it didn't. I thought the the touches of humor they put in were good. It wasn't overbearing and just like kind of beating you over the head with it. Uh, I like that they didn't mince kind of words or mince things with Black Adam being a hero or not a hero, like or rather, you no know, hero or someone to be uh to be looked up to. Like the guy is you know just 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 offing people left and right. Like it's kind of crazy to see this and think about like BVS and be like, yo, like Batman was doing the same thing. Like this is like insane that like Zack Snyder thought that that was okay. I'm never gonna stand down, stand like stand down and say that that wasn't idiotic that take on Batman. But like watching this, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I haven't seen nobody do this since Batman and Batman v Superman, which is weird that that was the last person I saw. You know, just often people in such a crazy clip. But it was it was really impressive, and it did speak to like the ruthlessness and the strength of Black Adam. I thought the, the Rock was, I think, good in parts. I I thought. A lot of the early statements were that he was like fantastic and great. I thought he was good. I think that I do agree. I think he was trying to he was trying to find his footing a little bit and how much he could be himself and how much he had to really lean into just being Teth Adam. I think that they, but I think that ended up leading to a very wooden performance that makes sense through the story. But I think there could have been a lot more fun to be had by elaborating more on his worldview and his moral compass other than just that he's okay with killing people it, like his performance reminded me a lot of uh of um Brie Larson's performance as Captain Marvel in the first Captain Marvel movie which you know ironically she got destroyed for by the fans and fans don't seem to have nearly much of a problem with The Rock which I you know I'll leave that as to why people think that is but I think that their performance is very similar where I think like man like I could have gotten a little more from both, though I thought that they were fine. I thought that the way they the way they performed made sense given the story. But maybe I would have tweaked the story to to still give more life to those roles. But um, I thought Aldous Hodge was kind of an underrated, like really like, an unsung hero in terms of like performances. I thought he was really good. As he Hawkman. he was awesome, man. I hated his uh, I hated his helmet, but you did. Uh, I didn't but, hate his helmet. I liked his helmet. Look, it's, it's comic accurate. I mean. It's very comic accurate. I like that. Like you saw his eyes. I think that that really helped the, the acting because there were times where like he's, his eyes were like bugged out at what Black Adam just right. did, and like it kind of like you know, it, it, I thought it really worked in that regard. And I like that when he go to the infrared and he had the red over it. Like I liked his costume. I liked everything about Hawkman. I was I was well, all I mean, in. The costume design in this movie was excellent, man. The costume design, the visual effects awful. on the stuff that Black uh, that that. Uh, that Doctor Fate was doing was phenomenal. Like again, like people who saying this was a trash movie. Like I'm, I just, I just don't agree. I'm sorry. I'm not again. I'm not saying this is some great, great movie, but there was some really good stuff in this film. You see, and the I think that's why you single, see every single tiny bit of this movie. You see the passion in it. Yeah, you can, you yeah. can see it. 
Yeah. So like I, I just and like I said, that's why like I, I compare it so much to like the DC fi- animated films because like that's what makes those so great is that you see the passion for the canon and the love for the canon and the love for trying to create moments um, in that uh, in those movies. And I think you saw that with this. So I'm, and also like I'm always going to defend because of that. Like the JSA would be characterized the exact same way in the sense that like they wouldn't give you. No, yeah, they exactly. give you 40 minutes on the JSA's nope. backstory because they're assuming anybody that's watching this animated right. movie already knows who all these characters are. So and if they don't, then they'll Wikipedia them. Like yeah. this, this treated it the same way. Whereas most superhero movies or most movies in general will have to, they're going to introduce a character with superpowers and stuff. You have to give them a long backstory as to why they've got it. They don't do that in this movie. And so, like you said, for, for, for us, we don't mind it. You know, there may be people out there that are like, I don't know who these people are. I don't really care who they are. And it was kind of weird. Yeah. But, no. Yeah. You know, again, that's how it is. Absolutely. But um, I think that's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Of course, if you it did enjoy the show or even if you didn't still, I think you should give us another shot. <laughs> I'm sure you did like it, though. Uh, make sure you check out all of our episodes on New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. That's where you will also find not just Hero Talk, but also Imperial Broadcast and Sports Talk, our other podcasts on this network. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And follow us individually on social media as well. You can find uh, Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. You can find Kendall on Twitter, NewGenKen. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram and TikTok, ActionEJ. That will do it for now. Thank you so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>